Welcome to the Compelling Words Podcast. The Word of God is meant to move us. It's meant to call us to action. Listen in as Kevin Purdy teaches and presents a genuine and compelling message from the Word of God. This morning I'd like to uh, start with just a little bit of trivia. So I've got a few questions here. Let's see how you all do. We, which Christmas song was the first song ever broadcast on the radio? Was it Oh Holy Night? Was it God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen? Was it I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day? Well, on Christmas Eve in 1906, the first radio broadcast ever made was, was done. A university professor spoke into a microphone and broadcast his voice over the airwaves. He read the Bible, telling the birth of Jesus, and then he picked up his violin and he played, O Holy Night. So that's the correct answer for that one. Question number two, the song Joy to the World is inspired from which book of the Bible? Matthew, Psalms, or 1 Corinthians? It was written as a paraphrase of Psalm 98. Psalm 98 verse 4 says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth burst into jubilant song with music. Verse 8 says, Let the rivers clap their hands, let the mountains sing together for joy. So it's a paraphrase of that psalm. Question number three, what is the number one biggest selling Christmas song? Isn't Silent Night, Deck the Halls, O Little Town of Bethlehem, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, or White Christmas? Oh, you guys are good. White Christmas by Bing Crosby is the number one best-selling Christmas song. It sold nearly 50 million copies. Number two, interestingly enough, is Silent Night by Bing Crosby. And it's the number two one. It's sold about 30 million copies. So, I don't know about you, I don't know about you, but when, when December is here, I'm ready for Christmas songs. When December hits, I'm ready for those Christmas songs. WBGL plays Christmas songs from Thanksgiving all the way through Christmas. And I tune in all the time because I, when December's here, I want to hear Christmas songs. I, I want to hear about having a holly jolly Christmas this year. I want to hear sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? I want to sing about, you know, I want to sing about a silent night in joy to the world. I want to proclaim, hark the herald angels sing. The Christmas carols always help me to get into that Christmas feeling. It gives me a a good, cozy kind of feeling. It makes me think of a gentle snow falling, walking in a winter wonderland. It's a warm home with a Christmas tree all lit up. It's hot cocoa and chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Actually, I don't know that I've ever had chestnuts roasting on an open fire, but it sure sounds good. (laughs) The Christmas carols give me a, a good feeling, a good sentimental feeling. But as much as I like to enjoy the holiday, there's much more to it than just a sentimental Christmas feeling. If you listen close, 
you can hear the real heart of Christmas in some of the words of some of those Christmas songs. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope the weary soul rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king, let every heart prepare him room. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Christmas isn't just a feeling. Christmas isn't just the celebration of a holiday. Christmas is the thrill of hope the weary soul rejoices. Christmas is joy to the world because the Lord has come. Christmas is God and sinners reconciled. Christmas changed the world because on that very special night in Bethlehem, our Savior was born. Yes, the Christmas carols just might put us in a good Christmas mood. But even more than that, what those songs celebrate, the true Christmas story doesn't just change the way we feel. It doesn't just change our mood. It changes our life. There's an old story first published in the 1800s, around 1868. It's called The Luck of Roaring Camp. It's the story of an old mining town that was filled with all of these rough and tough, cold and callous, all these men. There was only one woman in the whole town, and she was an Indian woman by the name of Cherokee Sal. She was mistreated and she was used, and she ends up losing her life while giving birth to a baby boy. No one knows for sure who the father is, but the old miners begin to collectively take care and raise the boy. And for a long time, they just call him the kid. They just call him kid. But then after some gold is found, they decide to give him the name Tommy Luck. And as time goes by, and they care for this little boy more and more, things around the town begin to look and feel a little bit different. First, they cleaned up Tommy's room. They actually put carpet in. Uh, the, the men begin to yell and fight less because babies need quiet and calm. They cleaned up their language, and they even began to bathe more often. <laughs> the whole atmosphere of this town became different because of a baby. Most of us probably remember when our first child was born. The birth of a baby most definitely changes things. Uh, this Christmas, don't just celebrate the holiday. Let the birth of our Savior be an inspiration for worship. Let the birth of our Savior be a motivation to change your life. Let the birth of our Savior be the hope and the promise of peace. Let that baby born in Bethlehem change your life. John chapter 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal 
life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. Christmas can change the way that we feel. But if we receive Christmas the way that God intends for us to receive it, if we receive Christmas by putting our trust and our faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior, it doesn't just change the way we feel, it changes who we are. In Christ, we're made new. In Christ, we are no longer lost. In Christ, we are no longer slaves to sin. In Christ, we are no longer separated from God, and we are no longer condemned because of our sin. God and sinners reconciled. Stop for a moment and think about what that word means. That is such a powerful word. Think about what it means. Reconciled means to restore. It means to come together. It means to align in unity. If you're working on your bank account and your numbers don't match what the bank says that you have, you work it out. You look and you search and you find the discrepancy, and then you correct it. You reconcile the account. You get the numbers back in line, matched up. If you're in a relationship that is broken, and you reach out and you reconnect, and apologies are given, and new commitments are made, the relationship is reconciled. It's brought back together. We can't get ourselves back in line with God. We can't get ourselves back in line with God. The discrepancy is too big. We'll never be able to make it right because our debt is too great. We have nothing to forgive, but we have a great need to be forgiven. Well, here's the good news. And it's the reason we celebrate Christmas. When we are in Christ, our relationship with God is reconciled. Because Jesus, the baby in the manger, grew up and he went to the cross as our Savior. Our forgiveness, that reconciliation with God, it began in a manger in a stable, in the middle of the night, in a small town. What a very humble way for the King of Kings to be born. That Christmas feeling, that Christmas spirit, that should be a reflection of that humility. We can't stand in front of the manger or stand at the foot of the cross, with a casual, indifferent, or prideful attitude. We have to bow with humble adoration. We were up at my mom and dad's this past Thanksgiving. Uh, my dad just had knee replacement surgery, and his movement uh, was somewhat limited. So he asked Kyle, my son and I, to, to move the glass from the table so that we could put the leaf on the table and make it bigger. So, so we did that, and then my dad told Kyle that he had another very big, important job, hard job for Kyle to do. 
and he pointed out the front window and he pointed out to some Christmas decorations. He had a plastic light-up manger scene and he had a plastic kneeling Santa Claus. And apparently the wind had shifted the Santa Claus a little bit and he wanted the Santa Claus repositioned to where he was once again kneeling in front of the manger. We know, we all know that Christmas has become something more than what it really means. We know that there's a lot of commercialism with the holiday. We know that there's a lot of excess and abundance and overindulgence. But it's still a holiday. It is still a holiday that emphasizes good things. Things like goodwill and charity. Things like giving and kindness. Family and friends and love. But in the midst of all of the holiday hullabaloo, all that hustle and bustle, I really like the intent of taking the image of Santa and having him kneel at the manger. That's where all of us should be this Christmas season. That's where we should all be. In our spirit, in our attitude, in our thoughts, on our knees at the manger. In Matthew chapter 2, we read about the Magi who followed a star and they came to see the Messiah. And in Matthew 2, 11, it says, On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. Imagine grown men bowing before a child. And they had come from such a long distance. They had come for a long, long way just so they could be there to worship him. I wonder how far we would go to worship. I wonder how much time and effort we would give to come before the Lord and worship him. Christmas is about Jesus. And Christmas is about you. Because God gave Jesus so that you could be forgiven and be set free from your sin. We are meant to give God glory in all that we do. We are meant to be a light reflecting the glory of God. You know, we tend to think of of Christmas as the end of the year. Uh, It's an ending point. All the buildup, all the energy, all the excitement, and then December 26 hits, and it's all done. It's all over. But what if Christmas isn't an ending point? What if it's a starting point? Because Christmas is more than a feeling when Christmas is more than a season. So so when the holiday ends... Go ahead and put up the decorations. I don't know about you, but that's how I am. I am one of those December 26th, tree comes down kind of people. You know, but what if, go ahead, take take down the decorations, but don't put away the joy and the generosity. Take down the lights, but go on being the light of Jesus to those around you. 
celebrate and honor our Savior each and every day. Worship the Lord in your home and with the church all year long. Jesus isn't just a character for a Christmas story. He is the hope and the assurance, the promise of eternal life. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 5 says this. It says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by His great mercy that we've been born again, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. Christmas is when the greatest gift ever was given. Jesus, given by God, given so that we could be forgiven and have salvation. By the mercy of God, with faith in Christ, we are born into the family of God. And our salvation is fulfilled in our new inheritance. And we will not know the full extent of how priceless that gift is until we see heaven. Because even the very best that this life can show us, even the very best of this life, is just a faint glimpse of what eternity with God will be like. I love the joy and the wonder of the Christmas holiday. I love that Christmas feeling. Christmas is a good celebration. But it's good because of Jesus. Did you know that every year, Every year there are stories about baby Jesus figures being stolen from nativity scenes. Every year it happens. You read these stories about baby Jesus figures being stolen out of nativities. Sometimes they're taken from a nativity at a church. Sometimes they're taken just from the nativity at someone's home. Once in a while the thief gets caught, but not always. In 2018, in Hoboken, New Jersey, a church got an unexpected package one day. It was a baby Jesus figure from their nativity. It had been stolen from their nativity 90 years earlier. (laughs) It came back to them with a note. Here's what the note said. It says, To whom it may concern, my mom told me that the baby Jesus had been stolen from the church nativity display at Our Lady of Grace when she was a young girl of about 12 years of age in the early 1930s. It came into her father's possession somehow, and I don't know why he didn't return it. Instead, he gave it to my mother after she was married, and she too kept it until her passing when it came to me. Knowing the story, I felt it should be returned to the rightful owner, and you will find it enclosed. Imagine, 90 years, and Jesus returned. So once again, he was placed back in the nativity. That was the story 
for a baby Jesus nativity figure. But it will be the story for the real Jesus as well. He will return, not as a baby and not in a humble way. Jesus will return as a groom coming for his bride, coming for his church. He will return in victory, with power, and with justice. Christmas is more than a feeling. It's a celebration that our Savior has come. And as Amy shared this morning, it's also an anticipation. An anticipation because our Savior will one day return. He came first as a lamb. When he comes again, it will be as a lion. Someday our salvation will be made complete. The Prince of Peace will come and will make everything new. It's Christmas. So let's celebrate more than a feeling. Let's celebrate the Savior. Joy to the world. Thanks for listening. Please take a moment to rate this podcast. May the Word of God be living and active in your life.